0: Welcome to the True Blue Alley podcast. Baseball's not going on, but the podcast is. I'm Jacob Birch. Eric Steven is with me. We did get baseball news, sort of. (laughs) News about the lack of baseball.
1: Yeah, uh, we're still going to keep doing the podcast, and the challenge will be trying to figure out stuff to talk about every week. But, uh, yeah, so this news is, uh, you know, I'm sure it's on the tip of everybody's mind. Uh, We'll talk about uh, probably, I'd say, like, 50 of the 60 minutes on the podcast. I would imagine it's going to be about how Blake Trinan is going to be a free agent Absolutely. after 2020. I'm
0: really happy. So you're no matter confident We're going to get 60 minutes out of this. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to try and we've got Dodgers rewind. We've got some questions from Craig or I get to talk a little bit about magic. The gathering. How could you not want to listen to that? Uh, that'll be the other 50 minutes of the 60 minute podcast. So Woo. all of that after this. It's
2: time for today's lucky land horoscope with Victoria cash. At Luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group, void were prohibited by law, 18 plus turns and conditions apply.
0: So the Players Union and Major League Baseball came to an agreement, sort of with some rough parameters, some specific, some rough parameters with depending on how things go, what needs to happen for baseball to resume if it resumes at all? And you have way more details than I realize had been released yet.
1: So um, I had when, when back when i worked like a quote unquote real job where like i, I had microsoft outlook on my work computer <laughs> and i Do used you not? i i was i don't use it anymore i, I mean i i just use google mail now yeah, pretty fair. pretty much and like um i was an avid user of the tasks uh in uh, outlook mm-hmm. and my, but i had like certain daily tasks that like had it, so it was like auto renewing but um a lot of stuff i cuz like, um, I was like an office manager for a while and you just have like so much thing. You just, you're basically just plowing through like a list of stuff to do. And I would, I would say uh, one of my, uh, things I used to do is as the constant reminders would come up, I'd be like, uh, that's a tomorrow thing now. And then I would just, you know, change the due date to tomorrow. because yeah. That's it's like a nebulous thing whenever you get done. And I feel like that's Rob Manfred's like desk right now. Um... <laughs> So the funny part was not, it's sort of funny. Like, um, so yeah, ever since like they shut down like spring training, um, Manfred and Tony Clark and, you know, various like representatives from MLB and the players union have been meeting, trying to figure out what to do like during the shutdown and how to plan for certain contingencies. But like they, there's still like a lot of stuff he still has to do, but sort of so they came to this agreement last week, but then before it came out, um, he was, uh, Rob Manfred was on Center and he mentioned, um, oh, he, he's, they finished the Red Sox uh, uh, investigation, which, oh, by the way, yeah, they were doing a Red Sox investigation. <laughs> Everyone sort of forgot about it. And um, the only reason he hasn't announced that yet, he said, is because he hasn't had time to write the report, which is what, what I was thinking. <laughs> he's just like, oh, I'm going to move that test. So, so I think like the first thing he had to figure out what to do about this, the immediate, like. Players were going to start. They, I think, their first payment for players was going to be April fifteenth. So they wanted to sort of get that handled like before that. And so now that that's sort of taken care of, and we'll go over the details in a second. I think it's almost about time for um, the Red Sox stuff to be announced at some point. But uh, Jared Diamond of the Wall Street Journal, I think, reported that they were uh, baseball and the players union were also trying to work on. new sort of cracking down rules on like sign stealing where there's actually going to be probably punishment for players. And so there's still going to be a back and forth on that. And I, they obviously tabled that like uh, in uh, negotiation as the coronavirus stuff was happening. So I think they probably have to get that done before they will announce the, the Red Sox thing, because they want to probably announce that and then also have the, the new rules in place to say, "Hey, look, no one's going to cheat anymore. Here are the rules, and here's how we're going to handle it, etc." Um, so, I think that's in a, that's sort of where baseball's at right now. And I think there's there's also more things. There's like when um, how minor leaguers get paid, and also there's still a lot of open ended stuff on the schedule. But the main thing this sort of agreement was about was essentially the owners got cost certainty, and the players got uh, serv- service time, like what they wanted. And so the long, the, like the, the sort of short version of this is that if there's no season in 2020, uh, everyone gets the same amount of service time that they got last year. So for, for, you know, your your like stars, right. Or you're actually even just your regular players. A lot of those players got a full year. Like, you know, uh, Justin Turner got a full year. Chris Taylor got a full year. Um, they weren't sent down to the minors or anything, so like, if there's no 2020, they just get a year tacked onto their service time, and that's where they're at. Um, now the big, the big name of, on this, obviously, and it, it pertains to the Dodgers, is Mookie Betts because he's going to be a free agent after 2020, and now that basically says he's going to be a free agent no matter what, even if there's no season. Uh, if there's a shortened season, what they're going to do is like prorate the service time. So like, the normal season is 186 days. Um, let's say they have to shorten it to like a hundred days, or what, what? Just as an example, so like if you if you accumulate like a hundred of the hundred, you would get the equivalent of a full year, or, or somewhere close to that, because you only need 172 days for a full year. So there's a lot of prorated stuff going on if there's like a partial season. But essentially, Mookie Betts is going to be a free agent um, at the end of the year, and that I don't know. It's everyone sort of always tends to the. Um, well, yeah, but the Dodgers traded all those players and, like, they're going to get nothing out of it. Like, it's like, okay, let's calm down for a second. Like, you don't – like, no one – it's hard to envision that uh, anyone could have predicted that, like, a pandemic was going to happen and, like, wipe out a season. So, like, if you're you're just waiting to, like, um, crap on the Dodgers or something because of that trade – because well, they should have accounted for the fact that they 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 could have traded for someone and never had him play for them, like that's I don't that doesn't really fly with me, right? So um, obviously there's risk involved, and you 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 do what you do at the time.
0: Yeah, normally the risk is oh he could get hurt in spring training, yeah. not giant yeah. killer virus is going to come and, and wipe a season out.
1: Yeah. You, the risk isn't usually there's no baseball anymore. <laughs> like, And plus, like, and you have to, and then you have to have sort of like, look, we're all like in this sort of the, the playground section of real life talking about sports right now. But on some level, like if it gets to a point where there's actually no baseball, that means this is the country is going to be in a really bad, like just situation overall, like, there's going to be a lot of um, suffering. There's going to be a lot of deaths. There's going to be like a, uh, the economy is going to be even like further like, in shambles because um, you know uh, just businesses are sort of grinding to a halt and uh, et cetera, And like,
0: yeah, the it, best, the <laughs> best outcome of no baseball yeah. for the world is like, well, most things have resumed the normal, but mass gatherings have it. And even then that's a large portion yeah. of the economy and it's a large portion of our, of our community life so regardless if there's no baseball there's a lot more to be concerned about then uh did Mookie Betts get to play his first year as a Dodger and their the Dodgers are going to resign him for a 20-year billion contract so right so that's the
1: thing that's the thing like they, obviously they could still resign him so like it's a lot of worrying for nothing it's like I have a bet
0: on the th- line of here so if I ever seem more mm-hmm. um eager to make sure Mookie Mookie remains a Dodger for a while uh just know that that that's I got a bottle of a the EP sure truth on the line, so ooh, fancy.
1: Okay, so the and look, and there's a long way to get to uh, the 2020 season being canceled, and then also Mookie would have to like sign elsewhere. But um, let's entertain for the moment that the only time we saw Mookie Betts in the un- Dodger uniform was press conference and spring training games. Um, yeah, I always uh, what a special look-
0: class of old friend that is.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like <laughs> that's like um. It's, it's like a, I don't know. It's like a, a, it's not, it's Andrew Haney has his own like sort of thing. Cause mm-hmm. he was sort of in like a, you know, a double, like a, a it was sort of a three team trade, but it kind of wasn't, but also he tweeted about it in real time. So he like, he has this sort of special place, but Mookie Benz, that would be like a new tier of like amazingness. But the thing that I always think about is uh, Julius Irving with the Atlanta Hawks. So Julius Irving came out of college um, as an underclassman. And at the time, NBA didn't allow um, non-seniors to enter the draft. So he went to the ABA first and he was playing for Virginia. And he wanted out of his contract because um, I guess his agent was double dealing. Like he got paid by the ABA and Virginia to like try to lure uh, Julius Irving to um, the ABA, uh, in addition to like what Irving paid him as an agent. So he's like, this contract is invalid. I'm going to go shop myself around. And this was after a year in the ABA. So like his college eligibility had run out. It, it was, it would have been like, he was a senior. So he went shopping around. He, he found a deal with the Atlanta Hawks. And at the time, like they had, uh, Pete Maravich, like who was still sort of in his prime. And like, there was a lot of big hopes. But they, they like couldn't like they tried to keep the deal under wraps for a little bit, and they wanted to wait until after the draft, uh, the NBA draft, because the Bucks actually drafted Julius Irving that year. Um, so but Irving had agreed to a deal with the Hawks, thinking he was going to get out of his contract. Um, and like what happened was he signed with the Hawks. They played him in like two preseason games. Uh, he did okay pretty well actually but then the NBA fined them. They sat him for like um I think one or two preseason games after that. But then like they were they, um they were trying to figure out what to do. Uh the NBA basically said Bucks and Hawks you work something out. The Bucks are like, look you can you can keep Irving but you have to give us like Pete Maravich and like I think like two other players <laughs> and they're they're like no probably not so the Hawks are like, screw you guys. And they played uh, Julius Irvin in a third preseason game. And they got fined again by the NBA. And all the while, like, they were sort of battling in the courts. And um, the ultimate decision was, um, first, the Bucks won his rights in the NBA. So they got dealt one blow there. But then also, like, um, he had to go back to the ABA. So what ultimately happened, though, is he got out of um, – Virginia, and they ended up trading him to the Nets, uh, which were in the ABA at the time. So, like, all that the uh, Julius Irving, Atlanta Hawks, um, like, uh, situation, it only ended up being three preseason games, and, like, like like, if worse comes to worse and there's no 2020 season and bet signs elsewhere, that could be what happens with Mookie Betts, sort of the equivalent of that, although maybe less legal troubles. <laughs>
0: or or he goes to go play for the new ABA. One or the other. That's right. Yeah, the American gonna, Bowling they, Association.
1: Oh, yeah. you know he could. See? They nice. That was perfect. It's not the uh, ABA. I
0: realize that, but
1: so. But you know what? It's a new bowling league. He's going to start if it because he. Is, he has star power, yeah, Start so. Yeah, exactly. So um, the other main thing of that agreement was that so what, what the the players get if a season's canceled, they're getting like an advance, one hundred and seventy million dollars total. And it like, obviously it sounds like a lot because everyone's like, Oh my God, that's a lot of money. But it's, it's also for everyone on the 40 men roster. So, and it's broken up into tiers. um, But like, you know, what it's essentially to float the next two months uh, um, for the players. If the season's canceled, they get to keep that no questions asked, but it only amounts to like 4% of what the total salaries were going to be. So it's not a huge amount. So that's where the owners sort of get cost certainty here. And also, if, a, if it's a shortened season, the, the salaries are prorated. So Mookie Betts, for instance, making $27 million this year, I would imagine he's going to be lucky to see half of that. Um, but we talk about like Moogie Betts uh, being a free agent, but like the Dodgers have a lot of guys who are going to be free agent. Like Blake Trinan um, is also, I mentioned him at the top, Jock Peterson, Kiki Hernandez, and Pedro Baez, all those guys have, um, just over five years, and not quite six years, so they're going to all be free agents at the end of the year. But also, Justin Turner and Alex Wood Wood only signed a one year deal. Turner has uh, he's at the, in the last year of his four year deal. So, like, this is like a big next season, next offseason is like a big like sort of transition time in terms of the Dodgers figuring out how to do what they're going to do going forward. Um, so, this was a a huge season, like in terms of their depth. They have amazing depth.
0: They needed but, to see what they're going to get out of Gavin Lux. Like, yeah, right. this was a really big kind of like sort of pent season to see what the, the core of the 2020s is going to look like. So, yeah.
1: I, yeah, I would say the other thing too is like, um, uh, if a season's canceled, if the season's canceled, all the Arbor players, um, they get the same salary next year. So, I think the players that hurts are like Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like instead of like you, you doing the normal, like, um, progression where he probably would have got like at least a 50% raise, if not more, he would get the same 11 and a half million. So like, uh, but that's again, if the season's canceled it, and they'd made a deal where, um, cause arbitration is always weird. Cause they sort of use old school stats a lot, but they're going to, they're going to basically prorate it. Um, so like if it, if it gets shortened to say like a half, uh, half a season, then he wouldn't, they wouldn't go to arbitration and go, you know what, Cody? You only had 21 home <laughs> runs. Like, I'm sorry. What a slacker. Yeah, and so like it's it's not that simple, obviously. But yeah, so that's like a little weird caveat. Um, but yeah, that's for me. Like that's those are the main things. There's other stuff, and we'll get into that too. Like uh, about <laughs> um, how the like the 2020 schedule is. That stuff they still have to work out, but also they can't really work that out until they know if. And or when a season might start, so I think that's sort of the next thing we'll have to talk about.
0: So let's say, God willing, that you know things return to to normal, uh, either ahead of schedule or maybe on schedule, depending on uh, who you're talking to. And we get baseball. What games do they play?
1: So uh, specifically, like the- are
0: they coming? To, are my Dodgers coming to Kansas City? I've been looking forward to this, Eric.
1: I forgot what. It was late refresh May. my memory. It was not okay. the, the, that series oh, is not man.
0: happening as is. I know that much. No,
1: yeah, I would, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would bet against that heavily.
0: <laughs> well, I guess I mean, are they just going to resume the schedule, or, or so, are some changes going to be made there?
1: I would imagine that has to be worked out. But first, like, let's deal with this in like semi chronological order, oh, like sure. in terms of what they have to do. But just no, because I, I think we have to get to a point where they have to know where they're at in Absolutely. the year. So like and then so the players have I guess control over this. Uh, the players the condi- Jeff Passan had the details of this, so I'm sort of quoting from him here um, at ESPN um, about the conditions. There's three conditions that the that have to be met for the players to like um, return to games. A quote: There are no bans on mass gatherings that would limit the ability to play in front of fans. However, the commissioner could still consider the use of appropriate substitute neutral sites where economically feasible. Okay, leave that on its own for a second. I think I think that's just legal mumbo jumbo or like putting that in there. There's like based on what we've seen of this coronavirus, there's no like there I don't think it's feasible to go well there's parts of the country that are fine. Let's play there. Like that's I don't think that's ever going to happen like in it, you know it, on on a practical level. Uh, but let's get to the second point. The second point there are no travel restrictions throughout the United States and Canada and then medical experts determine that there will be no health risk for players, staff or fans with the commissioners and union still um, able to revisit the idea of playing in empty stadiums. So essentially players just want to make sure it's safe to come back. And I think I think that there's everyone sort of the players all seem to want to play. And the owners obviously they make money when the games happen. So they want them to they're not gonna like force players to play. They can't they can't force them to play in like unsafe conditions. But let's say it gets to the point where it's better somewhat I think the the most likely scenario is if they decide to come back, when they decide to come back. I think at least to start, you're going to have um, empty stadiums um, until they sort of figure out what's going on. The problem is, like, well, we're seeing this now. I think Japan is starting uh, in late April. They're already doing scrimmages, and one of the teams already had three players test positive, so, like, the whole team's in quarantine. Andy McCullough had a good article today at The Athletic, basically, about, like, what do you do if, a, if you come back and an MLB player test positive for coronavirus. Like, when we saw that in the NBA, that, that's what shut everything down. So how can you really keep people safe? So, like, there's a lot of unknowns still. We still have to see where the the country is with the with the, the virus itself and, like, how you can sort of treat it if, uh, if you can. Like, it could be, like, into next year until there's an actual vaccine for it, etc. So, like, it's not as easy as, like, well, it's sort of safe. Well, let's come back now uh tony clark uh, head of the players union basically echoed that the players want to play so the players are open to having a discussion about just about everything obviously the calendar is going to dictate a lot uh, of what we can and cannot be done but right now no door is closed so they're like willing to do a lot of stuff we'll go over shortly what those are but first i have a trivia question for you
0: i'm excited to get it wrong
1: okay so um I, I'll accept a few answers for this because there's you know there's LA answers and Brooklyn answers etc. But just generally, what is the latest a Dodger season has ever started? Uh, day on the calendar.
0: Day on the calendar. All right. Whew, I'm going to be so wrong. I'm really look, looking forward to you embarrassing me uh, as you do most weeks. Uh, we'll talk about that after this.
2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW report were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18+. plus.
0: So the question is, when is the latest a dodger season started? And you want a calendar date. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want a year or do you want me to just month and month and day?
1: I I, I like the I'd like you to guess the year as well. Oh, jeez. I'll okay. give you partial credit uh, uh, if you just have the date.
0: So this is really interesting because I, I can think of, I obviously ninety four being cut early, and I can think of other seasons where weird things happened in the middle, or and we talked about last week season that was actually canceled. I can't think of remembering a season starting that late into the year, but of course I'm wrong. Uh, so I'm and I'm excited to hear why, but I will guess. April 19th, 1995.
1: Okay. So I'm giving you partial credit because you have the year right cool. for the LA record.
0: Okay. And that you, Uh-oh. when you said there was a difference, I'm like, man, I, I'm not going to be able to get the Brooklyn year. I can almost guarantee you that.
1: So, yeah. So the 94 strike bled over into 95 and they had replacement uh, players during spring training. I did, I did then- Google.
0: 1995 baseball season because that was going to be my guess but i kind of wanted to double check i'm like am i remembering this right i was eight so they did end
1: up agreeing like i think the first week of april and then they had like a like a three-week spring training with the real players and their first game was april 25th 1995 so you were only six days off that's really good however that is not the earliest or the latest in dodger history but like just to point out like this the point is this year it's going to end up being the latest no matter what they do because they're not starting until much later but um uh in the national league they joined the national league in 1990 that's when i think the dodgers officially count their history even though they they played um, 1890 right 1890, yeah. Sorry, uh, like <laughs> they played six years before that in the American Association. So I will say the their first ever game as a team was 1884. That was actually the latest they ever started, but it wasn't in the National League, so I'm not counting it. it but that was May first.
0: Is that a was that as the Robins? That was
1: that was the Bridegrooms, I believe. And then, okay. yeah. So, um, but we're not counting that because it's not in the national league. So let's say official. And that that's actually the only date later than the actual record. So the record is April 28th, uh, 1893 uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn at the Phillies. So um, yeah, that's, that's the latest. So we're going to blow by that this year. It's just a matter of how much. So that's what sort of spawned that question.
0: I'm I'm glad I got it mostly right. I got my first instinct for once was partially right.
1: Yeah, so uh, all this stuff, like the actual part part of the seasons where, you know, we figure out how long they play, when they start, we don't know when they start, so like that sort of all depends on that, but like basically what they they agreed to like um, certain conditions, I think the main things are uh, both sides agreed to extend the regular season through the end of October, uh, as late as October, so like. Um, the normal season was uh, supposed to end on uh, September 27th. So this adds five weeks to the end of that. So again, we're going to start at a point that's more than five weeks into the regular season. So you could just tack on some, but you're still left with a lot of like other games to make up. So that means lots of double headers. Again, th- yeah. there's, talk of, there's, there's talk of like, well, we sure would like to get 162. I think that's, insane i don't think that's gonna happen but i think you'll get to the point where there is such a short amount of time to get these games in that they'll try to get to like a hundred games or something where it's like a shorter thing like that but the point is the player association open to all this um i think i've even heard like the idea of like seven inning double headers like minor league style that like rankles me a little bit but like <laughs> but like i think that they're just like let's see what we have and we'll we'll do something like you know um So uh, they're also talking about um, MLB was talking about revising the postseason starting in 2021. They're like, Hey, if it comes to it, let's just do it this year. Like it's, (laughs) that's, it's not obviously set yet, but they're like both sides are open to it. So, and then the big thing that's sort of the big change is um, neutral sites for the playoffs are possible. And basically what that means is warm weather and uh, cities and, and stadiums with domes. So we could get a World Series at Dodger Stadium this year, whether the Dodgers play player <laughs> in it or not. So,
0: uh, I'm flubbing here. Um, speaking of Dodger Stadium, and events at Dodger Stadium, yeah, uh, was the All Star Game brought up at all?
1: Yes. So July 14th is that date, and honestly, that to me seems like the a very optimistic time, uh, uh, possibly more realistic of a actual start date to a season than any of the other stuff that's going around. However, um, that hasn't been like tabled yet. Uh, Rob, uh, no, I think Tony Clark in his conference call basically said like, uh, no door has been closed. So like, I think they're open to doing whatever I've been meaning to write about this. And then I saw Bill shaken sort of beat me to it. Um, uh, basically, saying the the season should start with the All Star Game. We
0: talked about this two weeks ago,
1: and I love. Oh it. yeah, I love it. Nice. Yeah, and so I think if it's if it's a season where you know it starts at a reasonable time, like even as late as July, maybe even August, just bring it bring it back starting with the All Star Game. Get like fans interested again. Make it a big event.
0: Make it entirely fan vote. Like you know, yeah. there's so much you can do.
1: Even if it's a no fan game, make put it on uh all like you know put it on it's obviously going to be on fox but make that accessible to as many people as possible stream it for free uh whatever like just put it out there um so yeah so that's sort of where we're at with that it's it's up in the air like it really depends when the season starts but like there's that's that's what's so like crazy about this you don't. we can't really do anything until you know roughly when they're going to start and once that happens i think it's going to be like okay we're going to do this this and this but yeah i think this season's going to be just weird man like we're going to see uh, i i saw uh, aaron boone had an interview like a week and a half ago on mlb network radio and he said some of the things he was hearing was like fewer off days in the postseason to make it, you know just to fit games in and like it'll make it more like a real season so you have to like use five starters or whatever or maybe you know Figure out what to do. It'll be weird, but like, yeah, I, I just think this season is going to be very odd. Um But yeah, it's going to be if they play it. We're going to talk about this season for a long time. but how, how weird it was.
0: It is going to be a but, big source of uh, of of trivia answers. Again, very sort of superficial way to look at, that, at yeah. it. Yeah, but
1: who who who? Which Dodger like led the league <laughs> in home runs with the lowest total? <laughs> Cody Bellinger was seventeen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I think you have a Dodgers Rewind for us.
1: I'm, and I'm glad you didn't look down into the notes. Um, oh, I could have cheated. Beca- because the only reason I chose uh, this week's uh, Dodgers Rewind, Tom Daly, was because he was like probably the best player on the 1893 Dodgers, um, uh, which was the team that started the latest, um, in the, at least in the National League era. So he was a switch hitting uh mostly second baseman. He was a catcher early on and he occasionally played third. Um he was basically like um a utility man for his first couple of years with the Dodgers and then um he sort of switched to second base. Sort of the the a, almost Craig Biggio type career path, catcher first, eventually second base, but like not quite Hall of Fame level. Not actually not close to Hall of Fame level. But he didn't start with the Dodgers, but he did play 11 seasons for them, including – that started with their first year in the National League, 1890. Um, The sporting life uh, on November uh, 1st, 1890, this was after his first full year, they talked about him joining them, said during the fall of 1889, he entered into negotiations with the Brooklyn Club and finally signed with at the largest salary, it is said, ever paid a catcher. He's a sure catch, wonderfully accurate thrower, and a good batsman. He actually was – he, he only caught he was more of a utility man when he first started with the dodgers eventually moved to second base he ended up having uh what 26 uh little over 26 war in his career uh all but three of those war were with the dodgers in 18, 1893 he led the dodgers in home runs eight uh triples 14 and he was one off the team lead in doubles with 21. he had 119 ops plus in his years with the dodgers seven of those years he had 120 plus. Uh, in, in a minimum of 200 plate appearances. Um, he, he played for 17 years. He's tied uh, for ninth in Dodgers history with 76 triples. Uh, I noticed in uh, 1890, or sorry, he led the league in only a few categories, and it's for two offensive categories only. 1901, also with the Dodgers, his last year with them, he led the league in doubles with 38. That was his career best OPS plus year. He had 133. In 1893, the year in question when the Dodgers uh, started later than they ever have, he led the National League in strikeouts with 65. Um, There were only three players in the entire league who struck out 50 times that year, to give you an idea (laughs) of where where we're at. But my favorite thing that he led the league, and I think he led multiple years, but in just researching him, uh, Tom Daly led second baseman with 68 errors in 1894. (laughs) It was a different time. So, yeah.
0: Well, that's one recurring segment. We have another one. Are you ready? Yay! It's time for
1: questions from Craig.
0: Five questions from your nice friend, True Blue LA contributor, um, Craig. Um, what?
1: <laughs> he had like a question mark. <laughs> Uh, that's Craig? I think that's
0: his real name. If he maybe yeah. he's lying to me. His
1: his middle name is a question mark. So <laughs> thank you.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. First question is for for me mostly, I think. So yep. I saw this on Antiques Roadshow and this is a two part question. Jacob, did you ever play a game with a power nine card? Um and the second question is for both of us. I'll answer the first one first. Yeah. I think we can get the 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 Antiques Roadshow clip in the show notes. Can you can you do that, Eric? I, absolutely okay uh so uh to do the briefest of recaps uh for anyone who hasn't is not clued in uh i i play or played competitive magic for a very long time still in theory would play uh if you know in-person tournaments uh were a thing but they're not and i don't really play all much online um and the Power Nine were some of the first cards printed. They're essentially broken. The game, the game mechanics weren't fully fleshed out to realize kind of how broken these cards were, um, or if they did know how broken they were. And by broken, I mean extremely powerful and basically not fair to play with if you don't have them in your deck. And the original printing or the second printings of these cards are worth tens and thousands of dollars. I think the collection was eventually deemed worth seventy-five to hundred grand. Um, most of which was were only in these nine cards, and honestly, most of that is only in within four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's asking if I've ever played with one of these price of a car cards. So I I have not, but I have technically owned a Black Lotus for five minutes. Uh, I played in a tournament where my deck was only worth you know two thousand dollars as opposed to a hundred thousand dollars. And oh, um, yeah, right. Um, and in this tournament, I ended up winning, but in top four, similar to poker uh, tournaments, if anyone's has played those, we discussed splitting the uh, the the prizes because first place was going to walk away with a Black Lotus, um, not a beta. So this was only a 6000 ish dollar card, uh, maybe even less than that, maybe $3,000 card. Um, and second place was going to walk away with like a $500 card. So to kind of even the variance a little bit, we'd negotiate and we agreed um unofficially that whoever won would take their black lotus and then sell it immediately back to the person running the tournament and then the cash would be split amongst uh the four remaining players huh. uh, so i won so for five minutes but while i was negotiating a price with the owner i technically owned a black lotus so nice that's as far as you, i went
1: so you're in in like um for the, t- the Black Lotus team, as it were, you're an old friend. Like, Yes, right. Like, I am the Mookie Betts of the Black Lotus. Yeah, well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah, I'm yeah exactly. With the yeah. Uh,
0: his follow-up question, did either of us collect cards? I assume he's counting baseball cards uh, as an investment, as opposed to oh, just the joy of having them.
1: That's how I read it.
0: Because um, <laughs> otherwise...
1: <laughs> I would say, yeah, uh, n- not really. So I, I started collecting in... 1985. I was nine. That, uh, that was like the, uh, that was the first full year I watched baseball, like start to finish. I was sort of, I watched the 84 world series. I remember that. So at some point in 84, I was like getting into baseball, but then 85 was like my first full year. I, I collected, I think Donruss that first year. Um, mostly I think cause it was probably the one available or eas- more easily available. And, um, I didn't complete a set. I remember that, but my first set I completed was eighty-six tops, and I was pretty much a tops loyalist. Although, in the late '80s, Clear um, and Donris were also pretty great, and then eventually, like Upper Deck came along. But like those three sets, I was like into those, and I would try to collect those those sets. I'd collect them by packs and like complete the set that way. Um, I always collected like because of the love. That said, I was not immune to the the um investment aspect of it um it is why i sort of stopped collecting in probably like 91 or 92 because the the cards were like so overproduced and like anytime you go to a card show it was always just like these like people just trying to be middlemen and like um it was just gross like going to those card shows that it got to that point so instead of like it sort of took the joy out of it for me and that's why i stopped collecting but that said like i remember um i think at some point i had like uh probably like 15 ramon martinez rookies maybe like a dozen jose offerman rookie cards thinking well when these guys are stars i'm just gonna cash these in and that's you know i i I don't think i was thinking like i'm gonna buy a house but it was like it'll be like a couple hundred bucks or whatever i don't even know and um because at the time too like i wasn't really that into basketball basketball is the second sort of sport i semi-collected but like even then like it was so infrequent when the cards came out like that 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 like an 87 michael jordan was worth like a hundred dollars at the time and i was thinking like i don't think we're gonna get I, i was never a part of like that explosion of it so um and also at the time too, I remember like Eddie Murray's 1978 rookie card. He became my favorite player. And like uh, when he joined the Dodgers in like probably 1990, his second year, uh, I had always liked him before he joined the Dodgers. But like, I remember trying to get his rookie card and it was like the cheapest was like 60 bucks. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not spending that on a card. I forgot. I ended up securing one at some point. I don't remember what I paid for it. it wasn't that much, but like, Yeah, I was just like, no, I'm not doing this for an investment. I I just like doing it to collect. And that's sort of how I got back into it in like 2008. Um, And it's just been more like, I just like getting the cards. That's kind of it. I don't don't care about the investment. I don't care about the insert cards. I don't care about any of that. I just like collecting the cards. That's about it.
0: Roughly the same answer. Uh, Magic has this other aspect where you're you're collecting to be able to play the decks and a lot of times the best cards are the most expensive cards yeah it's not always true so there's this weird aspect of you don't play the marketing investment game to make money but you you do it to try and not spend the most money on these cards so Mm. i definitely do a little bit of that mostly i just enjoyed playing the game
1: now i wonder so during this time of like you know um physical isolation now um has Magic the Gathering rebranded as Magic No Gathering, and just they just do Zoom tournaments now, or is they, that even possible? There,
0: there are a couple of online clients that are officially supported, and they are doing. Um, they've moved all the tournaments to those uh, as best as they can, um, cool. and they did that actually really co- kind of immediately. Where just one wow. day, that's by the way, these tournaments that would have thousands of players are now being done online. I haven't actually checked in to see what numbers they're pulling in but my understanding is i'm i'm sure fairly fairly well yeah. so
1: uh, now have they copyrighted magic no gathering because i'm gonna <laughs> you i'm know, gonna mail that to myself i think then, it
0: uh, might be derivative enough that you can't get away uh, with that but
1: i don't know we'll see but i'm gonna spell magic the J. So.
0: oh well you're fine then we are just over two weeks of no collegiate or pro sports and they have been showing a lot of classic games on sports channels if you could have one non-baseball game on loop for a day, what would it be, and why?
1: Oh man! So I, I didn't. I sometimes I plan out answers for these. I, I sort of thought about this yesterday when I saw it, but I read, I read it as baseball game instead of non-baseball game. <laughs> so, but I'm glad because I couldn't think of one off offhand. So, non-baseball game. I think if it was, uh, wow, it's probably it's probably game seven of the 88 NBA Finals uh, Lakers Pistons um I the the game the game four that of 87 was when magic had the skyhook but like I think as a as a full game I would I would probably be into the 88 one a little more but either one of those probably works or 88 game six when the Lakers won the title in Boston garden those are fine I've actually watched some of those recently because I was Going through some Laker DVDs um, of late, but yeah, just having it on repeat. Uh, e- either one of those games would be fine. That, that's probably what I would choose.
0: This is tough for me because of of sort of my evolving relationship with the NFL and how I'm. Um, I, I have kind of still hard time watching it with with concussions and with uh, how they handled certain um, domestic violence issues. I've it never set right with me, so it's always kind of weird watching football. But that said, I can still appreciate what goes into a really really good football game. So, depending on how, the, how I'm feeling the day, um the 2006 AFC Championship, uh, Colts versus uh, Patriots, yep. Yep. um probably the happiest I've been due to the result of a sporting game uh that I can recall uh, sort of in the moment. And uh but if if I'm not feeling the NFL, which is is, is most days, um I kind of put it aside for the Chiefs run in the um uh, this previous playoffs. And that, that was a lot of fun just seeing the yep. city be as happy as they were. Um, I would say the 2014 Western conference finals in the Stanley cup Kings versus Blackhawks game. seven, mm-hmm. uh, the one that went into overtime had a lot Lights. of fun there. That was a game that I forced my, my, uh, girlfriend at the time, wife now, my and wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> try to get around it for you. Uh, and, uh, uh friends of mine i think we were watching game of thrones i think uh was on at the same time and as soon as the episode was on i made them turn it on hockey so i could watch uh, the end of that so that was a lot of nice um i um back to question c i think of question three but you have it labeled as c so oh yeah my bad uh, I have cleaned up the fridge and thrown out old mail during the stay home period. I know Jacob already had things to do with everything he had going on. I was moving dealing with a kid coming soon uh but before before all of that uh what what projects do have either of us taken up uh, with this indefinite time of uh weird weirdness <sighs>
1: Do you have any off the off, off top of your head?
0: I put some shelves up yesterday. And again, it's, mm-hmm. got, it's sort of hard to say, like, would I have done this uh, without this isolation just because so much of this was associated with the move? Um, probably, but I don't know. Maybe not as as fast as I have. Um, Melissa is doing a lot, has a lot of gardening plans. My um, Our house has a little... Oh, it's the room the furnace is stored in, but the previous owner did such a good job, kind of keeping it clean and up to date. It has a nice little workbench area in it, Oh. Uh, so I don't have to use my garage for that. Mm-hmm. So um, I I've been putting a lot of work into keeping that organized and figuring out what tools I'm missing. So uh, that I probably wouldn't be doing, but I've got nothing better to do. So
1: yeah, I, I'm trying to think about this. I don't really have any projects I'm doing. I would say this. This is probably it probably speaks ill of me like during normal times i've definitely like cleaned more uh that's just like a just a general thing but also like um just being home and like trying to go to the store and plan for stuff um i've been actually like uh meal planning to a degree uh, and i usually don't do that i just kind of wing it because i'm by myself and you know it's pretty easy in a normal situation to like figure out you could figure out fairly easily Um, But I've noticed that like um, it is cheaper to do that because you're not eating out all the time. And then like, you you know, you have a plan and like, uh, there was a time, I think um, a week and a half ago. And I swear my fridge looked like I had a family of four living in my apartment (laughs) because there was just like so much stuff. But like now it's like thinned out and like, I actually need to go probably to the store either next weekend or shortly after or have it have something delivered. I just haven't figured that out yet. But um, yeah, it's, I think that's probably the, the, the thing I've sort of honed in on the most is just like cooking more, cleaning more, uh, getting more on the ball that it's, it you know, hopefully it'll show some results in, in like, uh, health and weight, etc. cetera. Uh, I think it has, I feel better. So it's good.
0: While staying in good physical condition might not be a problem for the Dodger players. My guess is that keeping your pitching mechanics is going to be difficult. Do you agree or do you think position players swinging in a bat will be harder?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like that's the other thing that's sort of the wild card. And like, when do they start again, we get to a point where almost no matter what, they're going to need at least three weeks of spring training just to build the pitchers back up and maybe four weeks or something like that. So like, even if at a, at a bare minimum, let's say they relax social distancing uh, by the, the CDC by their May 10th thing or whatever, I doubt that's going to happen. But, like, if they did, starting up a, a spring training after that, that means you're already into, like, the first or second week of June for the earliest possible start date for the regular season. But I think, obviously, it'll be pushed back. So I think the pitching is probably the most difficult. The hit, just because the hitting doesn't take as much time to get back into rhythm, I just think you need more time for pitchers. They're obviously they're going to probably throw a little bit. But you can't, like, I don't know how much you can do, like, You could throw some, but like you don't want to also tire yourself out. But I think for for batters, like you need to face like actual pitching to to get you know better. And it's hard to do that when you when you can't really be around other people. (laughs) So like they can go to the cage or like do cage work now and toss you know whatever have their. have their son or their significant other like toss to them or whatever. But I guess they could meet up and play catch with someone at a park, but like, it's not the same. Um, So yeah, it's all going to have to start over, but I think the pitching is going to be the toughest. Um, It's just going to be super weird is all.
0: And finally the food question, if, and when it happens, I think my first 2020 Dodger dog will be the best one ever. Can you name a food item made either professionally or by a friend or family member that you will be happy to have when we move on from the current situation?
1: That is a great question. I, I think he's right. Cause I, I I've sort of said this and I think, or just that Dodger dogs are generally gross, but they have a nostalgic feel to them. And I do think like that first Dodger dog or the next Dodger dog, is going to be amazing <laughs> because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to have that. I was trying to think of this like, um, I can't, I've seen a few tweets go around, like, what's the, where's one restaurant you're going to certainly go to as soon as you, it's okay to go to restaurants again. I can't think of one off the top of my head, like, so that's so very clear to me. So I think it's more like I used, uh, I occasionally would meet my, uh, my aunt and uncle and my cousin and her family. Uh, We meet, we maybe met like once to twice a month for breakfast. Um, And it's just a little hole in the wall place. Um nothing really special. They have, you know, your sort of standard diner breakfast fare, but also burgers and stuff. Um, it's a normal little place. I think I would I'm gonna really appreciate when I could do that again. More even the food is gonna taste excellent um because of the company I'm with and like the situation that has been improved. So I think that's probably it. It's it's a place called TK Burgers in Mission Viejo and uh, i'm I'm really looking forward to the next time I'll be able to sort of hang out with them there.
0: Jefferson's on Mass Street in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, nice. they're, they're hot wings. I, I oh. would, would never make the claim that they are the best hot wings. Um, I, they're they're good they they're, you know they're certainly not bad but the, I eat here every single week. It's the one place you know I tend to eat at home uh, or bring in my food, but once a week at least i I go out and Lawrence has a lot of great restaurants in its downtown area. And yet I always end up invariably at Jefferson's eating wings. Uh, I, you know, I have uh, my favorite waitresses, you know, they know me. It's this very sort of, uh, cheers environment. Uh, (laughs) No,
1: I was just going to say no. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's, uh, it's, it's, I miss it terribly. They do do takeout. Um, because of Melissa's pregnancy, we are, we're not doing takeout. We're, we're limiting Mm -hmm. as much as we can. Yeah. But I, they don't offer gift cards online because I would be I would buy a gift card every month uh, while we're to, while doing to this support, to support them, yeah. them. But I don't know if I would do takeout even after the birth, just because so like you were saying, so much of it is going in there, having them fresh and sort of the the community around it. So I eagerly await when I'm able to go to Jefferson's again.
1: I was craving wings over the weekend, and like the only time I've been out in like the last like eight or nine days. Is Saturday. I went to Wingstop and I ordered takeout. I got some atomic wings and they were delicious. So, <laughs> it's just one of those things. But yeah, it it's just yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. So, uh, well, all right. Well, uh, we'll we're trying to figure out uh, a good schedule to do uh, for this. Uh, we might do some shorter episodes coming soon. But until then, uh, think about what you want to eat and what you want to hear from. Let us know, and we will uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for listening, everybody.